Good morning and welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomog. Today, we will visit the Philippines to examine the damage caused by this year's strongest storm that has already killed at least 16 people in the Southeast Asian archipelago. We will then look into the UK government's decision to greenlight a nuclear power plant in Suffolk as the country continues to see a surge in COVID numbers. And finally, talk about two controversial bills the newly formed Jacinda Ardern government in New Zealand discussed after the historic victory. Over 350,000 people were evacuated before Super Typhoon Goni made landfall on the eastern coast of the Philippines. While the Southeast Asian archipelago is used to typhoons ranging between 50 to 20 a year, Goni's intensity and a grappling pandemic have complicated matters for the Philippines. Goni is the strongest storm to hit the country since the destruction caused by Typhoon Haiyan in 2013. Last week, Typhoon Molawe had killed about 20 people in the same region, and Astani, another storm, is expected to make landfall in the country's northern part. Apart from the loss of lives and livelihood, the Philippines estimates infrastructural damages to the tune of $116 million and agricultural damages worth $81 million. About 69,411 metric tons of rice have been destroyed, according to government estimates. The country's capital, Manila, was however spared from much of Goni's wrath. But at least 125 towns lost electricity, with several poles being completely damaged and around six power stations shut down due to the storm's intensity. The worst affected island was Catanduanes, with the Red Cross assessing almost 80% of municipality areas as being destroyed due to sustained winds of 225 km per hour, equivalent to a Category 5 hurricane. 11 towns in the region have been reported inaccessible and at least 10,000 houses are estimated to have been destroyed. The Albay province, home to the Mayon volcano, one of several in the Pacific Ring of Fire, saw hundreds of houses buried in lava deposits that slid down due to intense rainfall. President Rodrigo Duterte has made an aerial assessment of the damages and was seen with Senator Bongo in Guinabatan town in Albay. Duterte had a few weeks ago pledged to pass a $93 billion budget for the Philippines' economic recovery on time next year. Notably, a delay in passing the budget last year had negatively impacted government spending. Goni, now a tropical storm, is expected to make landfall in Vietnam today. While it is impossible to attribute extreme weather events solely to climate change, Scientists believe that the intensity of typhoons will only continue to increase in the South Pacific region due to rising sea levels and the increasing number of buildings. Talking about climate change, after a few setbacks to its new nuclear target in compliance with the UK's aim of low-carbon electricity production, the British government is set to greenlight the Sizewell C nuclear plant in Suffolk. The UK government had earmarked six sites for creating nuclear reactors about a decade ago. But three of those have already collapsed, and nuclear projects in Anglesey and Cumbria collapsed after Japanese firms Hitachi and Toshiba decided to pull out. Stalling of such projects has jeopardized jobs, and it is highly expected that the UK government will pool in resources for the construction of the Sizewell C plant. 
However, the Boris Johnson government is yet to clarify the nature of funds it plans to generate to build the power plant that may become the determinant for the UK's energy future. The UK government's new nuclear plan is part of its 2050 net zero carbon emission target. Nuvia are hugely supportive of nuclear being a major part of the UK's energy mix to help us achieve the net zero 2050 target. The Sizewell Sea project is the next natural clean energy project to help us achieve these goals. Government and industry now more than ever need to create lots of jobs and long-term careers and the Sizewell Sea project can help us achieve that if we get it going quickly. Tom Jones, the CEO of Nuvia, which is part of the 30-member Sizewell Sea Consortium, has said in July this year, Sizewell contractor EDF has stated that the project, which may cost up to $25 billion, will provide at least 70,000 jobs directly or indirectly to UK citizens. The Boris Johnson government will undoubtedly see this as a major opportunity for post-COVID recovery. In the past few weeks, a fresh wave of coronavirus infections has frozen several parts of Europe, including the UK. Consequently, the United Kingdom decided to impose new lockdown measures to the disappointment of several small business owners and restaurateurs. The project has already raised several environmental concerns, with early estimates pegging the project's ecological damage to destroy wildlife in the region and severely impact ecology. Heeding environmentalist John Gerling's plea to not cut down the area's woodland, EDF and its partner China General Nuclear Power Group have submitted a 14-point change to decrease negative environmental impact. Returning to the Pacific Ocean, the newly elected Jacinda Ardern government saw New Zealanders vote to decide the fate of euthanasia and recreational marijuana. While early poll results indicate that New Zealanders have opted against legalising the use of cannabis for recreational purposes, New Zealand is expected to soon join a handful of countries that permit euthanasia for terminally ill patients. Under the new law, terminally ill patients will have the choice of deciding to end their ordeal after getting the consent of at least two doctors. New Zealand's debate around euthanasia came to prominence in 2015 after the death of Lecretia Seals due to a brain tumour on the day a court rejected her long-running case for the right to die at a time of her own choosing. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has herself long supported the idea of allowing terminally ill patients to choose the death date. This is what she had said in an interview last year while serving her first term as Prime Minister. Um, I believe it's my job is actually that I shouldn't stand in the way of other people's choice on that. You know, I know there are strongly held views, but my view is that actually we remove the thing that's blocking people from being able to um, follow their own personal beliefs. So that's, I've, so I'll be voting in favour. The referendum, which favoured euthanasia by 65%, was indeed an emotional moment for several campaigners who believed that the law is a victory for the country's culture of compassion, kindness and humanity. However, several people have raised concerns that the law does not have enough safeguards and several vulnerable people might be negatively affected. How the law acts out and its impact on the future of New Zealand's healthcare is something that only time will tell. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. EgoMonk helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence.
visit our website insights.egomong.com which is spelled i n s i g h t s . e g o m o n k . c o m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today if you wish to collaborate with us then please email us at contact@egomong.com